Are you a college student looking for better guidance on how to figure out your life after college? Maybe you are slowly looking at jobs or maybe you are finally getting around to editing your resume. Or maybe you are just getting anxiety awaiting for the question at the next big family dinner, what are you going to do after college? Yep, I've been there. That's why I created my career ebook guide to help guide you on the path to young adult life in your post-grad career. From custom resume templates, ways to improve your LinkedIn, cover letter examples, top interview questions, and so much more, it's all in my ebook guide, which you can find on my blog at emilyelizabeth.blog/shop. Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Happy Tuesday, and of course, welcome back to another episode of the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily Elizabeth, and I'm your host. Welcome if you are brand new here, and if this is your first time listening, well, you are in for a very nice episode today. I have Lindsay Hepner, a, first off, I have to say, female badass and just all around really great energy. Um, She is the founder of Vamped which is an influencer marketing agency known for starting the modern day influencer movement, creating influencer tours, and partnering with major brands like Movement, Sugar Bear Hair, and Harley Davidson to remake their image. Lindsay has also partnered with top talent celebrities like Jojo Fletcher and Gabby Epstein to create many more businesses and has become the definition of a boss lady. She also is extremely passionate about helping others work through their challenges to reach their highest potential, which you will definitely be able to feel and hear her energy on this episode in that whole regard. Um, But I also just wanted to say before we dive into the episode, you know, I met Lindsay the day of recording and I just love her energy. And that's something that I've been continuously working on since graduating college and just being really mindful and aware of how my energy is given off to others and how you often find alignment with people when you're we're in your energy and your you know your wavelength your frequency whatever you guys want to describe it when it's on point and i really like that lindsay has a warm friendly vibe but also is just a non bullshitter which if you guys know me really well i am definitely one of those people where i do not put up with bullshit and i'm very direct as well and i think as a female growing up in, you know, the generation, um, well, at least with the previous notions of how women should be, I think that was always hard for me is just my direct nature and being someone that could be called too assertive and too bossy and whatever. And I feel that Lindsay embodies all of that in a really positive way and is a great role model for for many young women out there. So we dive into, of course, a little bit of her entrepreneurial journey and her background, but honestly, we speak a lot on her 
personal insights on how she's dealt with her past, a lot of adversity, dealing with people who are jealous of her, and just how to really bring a strong mindset to the table. And this whole episode is, I would say, much more about a mindset versus the business talk, which I know you guys will love because who doesn't love hearing about mindset and how you can shift your mind into thinking better and being 1% better each day. So with that being said, let's enjoy the episode. Well, thank you, Lindsay, for joining me today. I'm stoked to meet you and just learn more about your story. I think your story and your vision from what I read about you. I definitely did a lot of LinkedIn stalking. Oh, that's good. <laughs> LinkedIn's working. Yeah, so um, I'm super stoked to get into it. But, um, you know, I definitely want to intro you a little bit. You're the founder of VAMD, an influencer marketing agency known for starting the modern day influencer movement, creating influencer tours and partnering with major brands. You're known to be extremely passionate about helping others mm. work through their challenges to reach their highest potential, which is absolutely ideal for this podcast. I have a lot of young females on here who really just want to hear from, you know, like-minded people, those that have been through those obstacles and have, you know, tips to share. Um, But I would love for you to go ahead and share your background in your own words. Oh, okay. And where did you find all that? Is that all on LinkedIn? Did I say Um, that? I think that was, maybe Chris might have sent that bio over. I just took pieces of it. Okay, good. I was like, who's writing about me? Um, Well, thank you for that intro. I really appreciate it. Um, Yeah, so... VAMT has officially been around for seven years. Um, I started based off of having a really, really bad car accident in 2014. Mm. And my background is in design and fashion. I went to school for marketing and business. Um, Thankfully, I actually used my degree. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've always really, really been into being creative. Both my parents are super creative. Uh, my mom was a teacher, also a musician, and now she is a YouTube star, which is crazy. She, oh, wow. Yeah, like secretly, I didn't even know she was until she told me, and her videos are like 14 million plus. Like, oh my god! Yeah, she just figured out the <laughs> algorithm, so she's really smart about Good that. And then my dad was an entrepreneur. Um, he was a contractor, so he really taught me these skills of doing stuff on your own and becoming your own boss Mm -hmm. and so for a really long time being in the space of being creative I really had a hard time staying in the box with a lot of things Mm -hmm. um, because I was just always used to being the black sheep like my Mm -hmm. dad was the definition of black sheep in every sense of the word Mm -hmm. so when it came to being creative I always felt like if you put me in a box, I'm not going to do well. Mm-hmm. But if you let me thrive, I'll thrive. And it only, it had to take something where I had an accident to really redefine my life mm-hmm. and go after the things I really wanted to do mm-hmm. instead of getting a paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, Vamped came out of that. And I had such an amazing, you know, network at that time, mm-hmm. which I think is super important for everyone to know is like, don't burn a bridge to burn a bridge you know it might feel like in the moment you want to do that Mm -hmm. but in the longevity of it it's full circle those people come back and those people never leave Mm -hmm. and you're gonna have to face them at one point or another so always just be kind um I'm very much like I don't burn bridges but 
I definitely also have boundaries Mm -hmm. and I'm a really, really good friend. Mm -hmm. And if you take advantage of me and Mm -hmm. you cross a boundary, Mm -hmm. you're going to know. But I'm very good at forgiveness and I don't like to burn bridges at all. I like to um, have value to who I am Mm. and make sure that people know that. Yeah. You know, That's actually a common topic I talk about on this podcast, which is, I mean, I definitely want you to dive into it too, but how do you draw the line between burning bridges and drawing really strict boundaries with people that just don't align with you anymore, especially Mm -hmm. with your values and philosophy, Mm -hmm. right? Everyone grows and evolves. And as you're developing in your 20s and 30s, you start to realize like there's just certain people that drag you down and um, their energy is not good for you. But how do you keep them, you know, from afar without burning that bridge, making them feel as though, you know, that you completely hate them or despise them? Like, what's your advice for that? Because it sounds like you, you know, may have been through a bit. (laughs) Well, I, I, I really feel like, you know, for so long, I've always had to prove myself. And, Mm -hmm. and it's only because I don't, you know, the industry that I was brought up in like modeling Mm -hmm. people kind of just look at you at a certain way like oh she's only pretty or whatever you know Mm -hmm. what I mean Mm -hmm. and for me that has never been like my main focus of who I am I really am a personality person Mm -hmm. I love getting really deep with people so I've always had to try to prove to people like hey I'm more than that like Mm -hmm. don't look at me like that don't judge me because of that and you know along that comes with like people are jealous of you or intimidated by you or think that you're better because you have more than just one foot to stand on Mm -hmm. I guess you know Mm -hmm. you know looks is one thing but like if you can also be intelligent and you can also be driven Mm -hmm. and you also are good with conversation like all that is like a triple threat or whatever and it starts making people feel like okay I I, I'm gonna compare myself to her Mm -hmm. And for me, I've always really, really tried to be really close with a lot of women Mm -hmm. because I don't want them to look at me like that. Mm -hmm. I want them to actually gravitate towards me and like we both lift each other up. Right. And I'm very, very much about that. I have a lot of women in my life. Mm -hmm. And also on the other side of the coin, I feel like during this time when we've been inside and we've had to restructure and pivot I've also had to restructure like who I give my time to Mm -hmm. and who has drained me and who has been toxic Mm -hmm. and who's been a leech and who's not really my friend, but says they're my friend. And I, I've more than ever really had to weed those people out Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, I feel like it's a, it's detrimental to my health and who I am. And it, and I don't like holding grudges on people because it only makes me sick it Mm -hmm. doesn't make them sick Mm -hmm. so all that anger and all that energy that you think oh you know like I have to feel this way about that person Mm -hmm. you're only it only causing that for yourself Mm -hmm. they don't care you know what I mean not everyone's thinking about you all day Mm -hmm. so you gotta kind of take that out of the mindset Mm -hmm. you have to be like look I'm happy for them, mm-hmm. but they're not in my life anymore. Right. And they're on their own journey, their own path. Right. And a lot of people don't realize the type of person they are. Yeah. You know, I've had to do a lot of 
reevaluating of who I am this year. Mm. And there's a lot of things I had no idea. You know, I had a lot of aha moments mm -hmm. this year and I was probably projecting that on other people and I didn't even mm -hmm. know. So I, I don't hold it really to anyone. Mm -hmm. um, I just think that my new journey is a journey of like being happier. Right. And um, this was the best thing that my, actually my therapist told me. And mm -hmm. yes, I do go to therapy, guys. I Which love. Which is healthy. It's oh. A, it's, I hate the negative connotation that some people yeah. still put with it. It's actually so helpful for those that find value in that. Mm -hmm. I'm such an advocate for it, but continue. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I actually wish I could have it more. Mm -hmm. um, and I love being convicted. I love being told the absolute truth about everything because mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. that's just how I am. I'm yeah. a very like discernment kind of person. Mm -hmm. So I have a therapist who literally, and I don't even like calling him that because he's like more of a life coach. Yeah. But basically what he was telling me during this time was you are sleeping with everyone and expecting them to marry you. Mm -hmm. And I've always thought about that way, like that mindset mm -hmm. as like dating, yeah. like, you know, but when you put that same analogy into your friends, mm -hmm. wow, like that, like a light went off in my head, like, oh my gosh, I'm giving and giving and giving to someone who's not even giving back. Right. And right. I'm giving them everything and they don't deserve it. Yeah. You know, so it was just such an eye opener. And when he said that the next day, I wrote down everyone that was actually my friend and yeah. actually who I thought was my friend. Mm -hmm. And I got rid of all those people. Hmm. I just did it. I was just like, and I'm very much like that. I'm like, you tell me something to do, I'll do it. Yeah. So I, I don't wait around. I just do it. Right, right. And yeah. Um, you mentioned kind of earlier too about, you know, especially as a woman, and I'm sure you've seen how competitive we can get, but especially when you start to see your friends and colleagues and peers, um, they start to build that triple threat about them, right? Mm -hmm. They got the looks, they they have the personality, they have the charisma, they have everything. Um have you ever felt that from coming from someone, maybe they're a past friend now, but have you ever felt that jealousy energy from others with you? And if so, how did you manage that? How did you, because I think that's something a lot of people don't know how to deal with is when someone's jealous of them. That mm -hmm. was actually something that I had to deal with and ended up being a, a friendship falling out just two months ago. Yep. And it was really sad because this friend was someone that was really close to me all of college, but it was an inkling I always knew as well. There's just this energy you can tell when someone is genuinely happy for you. Yep. And you can tell when someone just wishes they were a hair better than you for no reason. Yep. You know, it's like we there is space for both of us. But um, I feel like that's also not talked about a lot for women in friendship, mm -hmm. especially as you go through your 20s, start to build your career, start to, you know, maybe have a family, get married, all these things. And you start to see like this level of discrepancy. Yeah. So um, how did you deal with any of that in the past, if any, if anything? Well, I'm I'm this is literally my mantra for everything. But fear your friends, like seriously, fear your friends, because you have to reevaluate that word. Mm -hmm. What is friendship to you? And and if you can define it, Mm -hmm. then really look and evaluate who's around you and who's really supporting you. Mm -hmm. Because if you can't, like, let's say today you were excited to interview me or whatever, mm -hmm. you already know who you can tell mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the people yeah. that you can't, that are your friends. Right. That means they're not really your friends. Right. That means you have other ties with them and, and relationships and you have your reasoning for why they're still in your life and mm -hmm. you can't seem to quit them. Mm -hmm. Whether that's, Oh, we've been friends since high school or, Oh, like she knows my mom so well, like all mm -hmm. these 
reasons why you have the friendship. And Mm -hmm. it's the same thing when we give excuses to why we're still dating the guy who doesn't call us back. Like, (laughs) oh, because he's busy. Or you do that with your friends. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if at any point I feel someone's jealous of me Mm -hmm. or can't support me or can't actually genuinely be happy for me, you're not in my circle. Yeah. Like hands down, you are not in my circle. And you know why? Because you're wasting my time. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to say that in a rude way. It's like, but you are though. You're mm-hmm. wasting my time and and taking a seat mm-hmm. that I can give someone else. Absolutely. You know, yeah. like if we're all in a circle, mm-hmm. someone else could be be sitting right there mm-hmm. that's supporting me and I'm supporting them back mm-hmm. and I just don't have time for it I don't have time for people to like look through me mm-hmm. and really be like I don't like you you know what I mean it's <laughs> yeah, just yeah. it's a waste of my and, and mm-hmm. I can I really really am good at people's energies mm-hmm. I can look at someone they don't have to talk and I know exactly how they feel yeah and and what they're about and mm-hmm. the energy that people give me either turn me on or turn me off right away. Absolutely. And, um, and also too, I feel like if you are jealous of someone, you're, you're going to need to reevaluate yourself. It doesn't have anything to do with me. Mm -hmm. You're, uh, and I've lost actually a lot of friends from high school and it's only because like they had to reevaluate who they were Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I wanted to go be and do something better than what I was doing. Right. And at first we were at the same level Mm -hmm. and then for them, they looked at it as like, oh, I think I'm better than them or whatever. No, I'm not better than you. Exactly. But if I want to do something for myself, that is my own journey and you can't be mad at me for it. And if you are, that means you're mad at yourself because it's not me. You're just adding me Mm -hmm. to the, to the, um, insecurities. yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, it, it's just. It's human though, you know, it's human, but I, I really, I, I get excited when I see my friends like do what they love. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make me feel like I have to do more. Yeah. It more pushes me to be excited for them Mm -hmm. and to see how I can help them. Mm -hmm. Like that's how I feel. And that's how people should be is like, find how you can make them great mm-hmm. because they're going to do the same for you and that's the person I want to be around mm-hmm. is someone who wants to see me be great yeah you know so. and I think that takes a level of self-awareness though right because you were saying that you know if someone like your high school friend mm-hmm. was getting upset jealous whatever over the fact that you were going you know ahead on your journey mm-hmm. they needed to reevaluate it themselves yeah. and i think that's something a lot of people find difficulty in mm-hmm. do you like is there a pivoting moment that you have had maybe in your 20s or so um any major point where you feel like you maybe were someone at one point that was jealous of others jealous of other people's success did you find that you need to reevaluate yourself and figure out that self-awareness and figure out what it is that is making you feel that way towards people because I think that's again very difficult for women especially to feel really excited Mm -hmm. for others and especially in that specific industry and especially in LA I think we all know right Um, to be happy for one another to actually genuinely be excited Mm -hmm. what was that self-awareness step for you I you know I I can't actually pinpoint when that ever happened because 
I was really, really lucky to have a mom that always supported me, no mm -hmm. matter what I did. Even mm -hmm. if I messed up, she was like, good job, mm -hmm. you know? Okay. And to have that kind of support system, you know, I felt very fearless to do anything. Mm -hmm. And I was thankful that my close, close friends really did support me. Mm -hmm. But there was always, like, I was always that person who was like, you're my friend, you're my friend, you're mm -hmm. my friend, you know? Like, mm -hmm. that's just kind of my energy of, like, you know, wanting to grab onto as many people as possible. Um, I am a very empathetic person, so mm -hmm. I always like want to help wounded birds or, you yeah. know, anyone that needs my help, I want to help them. And I maybe, you know, now that you're saying that, it wasn't that long ago that I felt like, you know, maybe it's not a good thing to have these kind of, you know, people in my life. And of course, like, I, I'm human and I think maybe when I was younger mm -hmm. I had more jealousy bones but it was also too because the people around me were also jealous mm -hmm. you know what I mean so mm -hmm. when you have that energy around you you're not really friends yeah. so you guys are competing mm -hmm. so you're 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 in competition all the time with each other you don't really respect each other mm -hmm. you're just saying you're friends and you act like you care about each other <laughs> but behind the scene you both like our arch nemesis yeah. you know yeah. and so once you release all those people, mm -hmm. you're not jealous of the people around you mm -hmm. because they love you so much that mm -hmm. like you can't be jealous of someone when they love you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You want to support them. Yeah. So when you don't really like someone, you're jealous of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually true. I love how you said if you really love someone, you know, you can't be jealous of them and vice versa. Yeah. That's actually so true. I do want to dive into your career and the stepping stones that you had that took you to your agency, though, because I think with entrepreneurship and social media growing today mm -hmm. and a lot of Gen Z seeing how, you know, a career online is attainable. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of people forget, especially uh, for millennial generation, how long it took, you know, because we didn't grow up with social media right away, yeah. and Instagram and Facebook and uh, TikTok, you know, all of these things, right? <laughs> so many platforms. Right. And yeah. I mean, even Gen Z, I'm sure they don't, they probably were not around when Vine was around. That's something. <laughs> that's so, <laughs> yeah. But I think it's so important to speak on that, the stepping stones that got you to where you are right now. Mm -hmm. um, I did see that you started with modeling, which I know you mentioned a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, can you allow Elaborate on your modeling experience and if you had any key takeaways or if there was something within that experience that pivoted you towards the next step. Oh, people are so lucky now. You can just build your modeling career <laughs> online. Yeah. Back then it was like, I mean, we do have casting calls still now, mm -hmm. which I'm so against. Mm -hmm. I, I think that is the worst confidence builder ever yeah. for anyone. Yeah. Um, but back then there was only casting calls and then also I got most of my jobs just because I made friends with people and then mm -hmm. they're like use her she's great mm -hmm. she you know um but back then I was really really heavily in the surf industry like mm -hmm. I was modeling for Volcom for Billabong like all these other brands mm -hmm. and that was what was really cool during that time mm -hmm. was the surf brands yeah. before social media mm -hmm. um so I was really in heavily in that space but uh, it's such a different world now. I mm -hmm. mean, anyone can reach out to you. Any brand can reach out to you. You're mm -hmm. so attainable now. Mm -hmm. Before, like, you had to, you know, search through books and books. And right. if the model didn't show up to the casting call, you didn't know about them, mm -hmm. you know? So mm -hmm. it's a very different world now. Mm -hmm. It's so much easier for people. Mm -hmm. And I also feel like 
that is another thing. Like if you want to be in this space at any time, you can. Mm -hmm. And it's all about how you brand yourself. You don't have to rely on an agent. You don't have to have like a record deal. You, mm -hmm. you can do everything yourself. And I think if anyone says, well, I need to do this and this and I need to go down this road. No, you don't. Mm -hmm. You really don't. This mm -hmm. is such a good time to make your own road and not think that there's only one road to take. Mm hmm. And then after modeling, you also, it looks like, did some years of designing swimwear mm -hmm. and then also perhaps even being a partner in a business or owning other small businesses, mm -hmm. which I'm sure was probably a huge stepping stone prior to Vamped. Can yeah. you elaborate on your experience in this and then, you know, maybe anything that you took away from that, whether it was a good partnership with other business partners or maybe just learning the ins and outs of how to run a business and then so forth? Oh, my gosh. I've I've done so many businesses yeah and the good thing about it is like you're not gonna win at every business yeah. and if you go into it thinking that you're gonna fail mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. if anything the best part about me going into so many businesses is I've learned so many different fires right to put right. out <laughs> and so many different avenues and and kind of just how to approach things and who to partner with who mm -hmm. not to partner with and what to work on and how to strategize. Like you learn so much. Mm -hmm. And the problem with a lot of people out there is they think that, oh, this is, I failed at this, I failed at that, I failed at this. No, you didn't. Mm -hmm. You learned so much along the way that that is, that was the challenge that you need to take on that at that point mm -hmm. is maybe that wasn't supposed to go through, but you did learn. You right. learned something, right? you know? And if you didn't, that's really unfortunate mm -hmm. because you should have learned something. right? Um, but after modeling, I really took a leap of faith and started my own swim line. Yeah. And a lot of people thought, oh, well, she's a model. She's not going to do well. Mm -hmm. You know, like that mm -hmm. was kind of the thing. Like, you know, you got nothing up here. Wow. And, okay. You know, and so I kind of had to prove to a lot of those people is like, no, I, I've been watching this whole time. And if you are smart, if you out there, girls, guys, if you are smart, every job you do you should be learning everything, mm -hmm. even if it's not part of your job. Right. I was always taking interns, internships everywhere. Right. I wanted to know everything. Yeah. I was so curious to be good at everything mm. just so when it was time for me to have my own business, mm -hmm. I would know how to do all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So when I modeled, I was watching the photographer. I was seeing how they create mood boards. Mm -hmm. I was figuring out how sales did, yeah. what was selling the best, all these things, how the trade show was produced together. Yeah. All these things. I, I wanted to know everything. Yeah. And I asked them too. I was like, can you show me how to do this and this? And yeah. they'd be like, why? You're supposed yeah, to just yeah. model. <laughs> no, but I want to know. Yeah. So I would do that. Mm-hmm. And then when I was done modeling, because design was really what was important to me, mm -hmm. I started my own swim line right. when I was like in 2008. Um, and no one couldn't, everyone couldn't believe I did, I was doing it. And, yeah. I, and I was saving all my money just to do it. Right. And it was so expensive, but I wanted to do it so bad. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I always looked at work like that. Like once I learn something mm -hmm. and I can't learn any more from you, I'm mm -hmm. going to move on to the next job mm. and learn from them. Yeah. And everyone thought I was really incapable of holding a job. Mm. And I'm like, no, I'm not incapable. I'm already learning everything that I can't learn anymore. So yeah. I need to go learn somewhere else. 
What did you learn from having that swimwear line? I'm assuming it's not around anymore, right? No. Okay, yeah. I mean, what, what was the... I've had the, another one after <laughs> that one, too, so... What was the obstacle with that? I mean, you know, even with, like, getting in stores, like, hearing no's from people, mm. can you share some of those um, hard stories, those days maybe you were, you know, on the verge of crying? Like, <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't... I try not to cry too much. Yeah. I mean, I cry about other stuff. Yeah. But business, I don't know. I, I, I don't cry too much about it. Mm -hmm. But um, during that time, 2008, 2009, that was the, the crash yeah. of the um, economy. Yeah. So <laughs> no one was time. surviving that. <laughs> I wasn't going to try to dig through that. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Maybe it's not my time yet. Mm -hmm. It's fine. I didn't want to deal with it. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't want to be in the hole. A lot of money. So, And we were, we actually... Um, evened out so I was like okay we're good like okay. let's just step away that's good that was kind of what happened okay uh, brick and mortar is tough yeah you know um what was really really tough is these boutiques that you know you only wanted to get into maybe a few of them mm -hmm. like not all of them because the swim I was making was very like higher end uh -huh. and I wanted to be in specific boutiques and the problem was is when they have that type of leverage on you mm -hmm. of not paying you, what are you going to do? Sue them all? Mm. You know, it, that was what the struggle was. Is mm. like if it wasn't selling or if it was, like I had to wait on my money. Oh, and you also, with, with how it was working, there was no like drop ship or anything like that. Yeah. So I had to upfront 30 grand yeah. to pay for the swim yeah. and hope the design I, I chose was gonna sell right like you had to make all those decisions beforehand and then go out there knock on doors mm -hmm. make sure they like the swim put it in their stores and if it's sold you just hope that they'd pay you mm. that was kind of the real situation happening um so the boutiques were paying you after that it, it if sold they did oh. if they wanted to oh wow i mean what were you gonna do wow. if like let's say you're the only store in laguna mm-hmm and I'm asking you to pay me, and you're like, no, I'd rather pay my rent. Yeah. What am I going to do, sue you? You're yeah. the only boutique. Yeah. Wow. People talk, you know? Wow. So it was hard. It was really, really hard. Yeah. How did you deal with no's when, when someone said, no, we don't want to carry your line, or even in, in other businesses that you had, when they just said, no, we don't want to work with you, no, mm -hmm. it's not going to work? How did you overcome those? Like, what was the mental block for you, or how did you get over any mental block? I think that no was really hard for me before my accident. Okay. After my car accident, no was really easy. Mm -hmm. And it's because I switched my mindset and I looked at the no differently. Mm -hmm. I looked at no like no for right now, mm -hmm. you know, not no forever. Mm -hmm. So when you look at a no not as being like a door completely bolted and locked and mm -hmm. everything, it's just like you have to understand that, you know, some people can't see your vision. Right. And you have to show them later what they missed out on. Mm. And so I always flip it. Like if you say no to me, you are on the list. And I'm <laughs> going to make sure you email me later. Yeah. You know, like you yeah. are going to be on the list of, mm -hmm. you'll be knocking my door at my door soon. Mm -hmm. So I'm good. Yeah. You know, that was your fault. That was your fault. You said no. <laughs> That's not good, my fault. Good mentality. Yeah. Can we dive in very briefly? Um, I know you mentioned earlier in the beginning as well, the accident had a you know, major um, pivotal moment for you. And you really had a shift in mindset and kind of a different approach, mm -hmm. I guess, in your life and your career afterwards. Can you dive into, um, and I guess kind of 
seeing how this can apply to other people who deal with really hard downfalls and hard um, moments in life where in their 20s, especially that mid 20s crisis of like, oh, my God, you know, I feel like my life is hell right now. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know how to get out of this hole. What was going through your mind? How did you you know, overcome that? How did you shift your mindset into thinking not just more positively, but more into like, I will make this work for me? Yeah. Well, the the year before actually getting into the car accident, I was really depressed. I didn't think I was going to get out of it. And so when people tell me they're depressed, I know that feeling. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. mine was longer than expected because I am very good at my mindset Mm -hmm. and I can get out of things really quickly. But at that point, I just felt like the whole world was crumbling on me and I didn't want to get out of it. Mm-hmm. I almost like was like soaking up that energy because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just going to sit in this for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think I want to be here. And I really feel like it is a it is a mentality thing to where you either choose to be that way or you don't. Mm-hmm. And people can take that as they want, mm-hmm. you know, but for me and my journey, that's how I felt. Like, I felt like I'm going to sit in this and I'm doing this on purpose, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to go see my friends. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do anything fun. I did want to just sit at home and, like, watch depressing movies and, like, wallow in that, you right. know? Um, and until it was where my car accident gave me this, I guess, second life, I realized that you know, all those things that I was worried about or all those things that I was just, you know, uh, saying to myself, like all these negative energies and negative comments about myself. I'm like, I need to push that aside and actually just do what I love because Mm -hmm. there is a reason why God still wants me here. Mm -hmm. And my first priority was um, to be in this industry, to be Mm -hmm. in this space and to do what I really love to do. Mm -hmm. But also on top of that, do it in the way I want to do it. Mm-hmm. and not fall in line mm-hmm. with how everyone else was doing it. Right. And when, you know, back when I was modeling, I had a really hard time being in this industry. Mm. I felt there was a lot of toxic people. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of people that wanted to sleep with me, and I had to do those kind of things to get ahead. Yeah. And I didn't want to do any of that, right. you know. I wanted to be who I was, and I wanted people to like me for me, and mm-hmm. I wanted to, you know, prosper because – it was me. Mm-hmm. So when I got back into this industry, I was like, okay, there's only one way I'm going to go back into that, you know, mm-hmm. ring of torture yeah. is doing it the way I wanted to. And I'm so thankful that people responded to that, mm. you know, in such a good way. And we've become what we've become. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have to suffer in my integrity, mm-hmm. in my values, mm-hmm. in who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to change who I was. If anything, I became a better person. Um, and I just wanted to take care of people, you know, because there's so many kids that come into this industry that are mm-hmm. young and they're just yeah. lost and they're looking for a light. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot of light, mm-hmm. you know. There's a lot of darkness and there's not a lot of light. And I wanted to be that light. And so that's kind of you know, how I feel about it. <laughs> you mentioned choosing as well. Um, kind of random. Do you believe we get to choose to be happy? Yes, 100%. Can you elaborate on 
because I think there's um I definitely have this debate with a lot of people too mm-hmm. and there's I some love that <laughs> I love debates yeah I do so does well. Chris <laughs> <laughs> um and I feel like there's a lot of people that you know like even this mindset I have a lot which I I feel like you have that energy and just like you get to choose whether today is a good day mm-hmm. right no matter if um you're late to an appointment or your computer dies or whatever happens you still get to choose if that was a good day mm-hmm. it's not the events that happen to you that make it a bad day you yeah. still it's your mental choice um but some people still have a difficult time just wrapping their head around actually being able to choose that and putting the power in their hands uh, do you have any tips for how maybe like a starter starting point for someone where they can start to shift and you know start to open their eyes to believing you actually do have the power in your hands to make that the way you want yeah i love that i think you can first start off with stop making excuses and blaming it on other people mm-hmm. like you are the main character in every situation you do so if you don't like how that turned out maybe stop putting yourself in that position <laughs> you know like if you t- right now yeah we both could go get coffee mm-hmm you're de- you're gonna decide where you're gonna go, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna decide where we're, where I'm gonna go. But we both decided on coffee, right? Yeah. So I'm probably gonna go to Irwan. Mm-hmm. I don't know where you're gonna go. Where are you gonna go? <laughs> probably Alfred. Okay. So, <laughs> but you decided that. Yeah. You could have actually gone to Irwan with mm-hmm. me, but you're gonna go to Alfred. Yeah. You know. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's the same way on mm-hmm. when you wake up and you decide if you want to be happy or sad. Mm-hmm. You get to decide. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be happy at Alfred? Do you want to be happy at Irwan? Do you want to come here and interview me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was your decision. Yeah, it, it really is yeah. as simple as that. I mean, I, I know some people feel really sensitive to that for, for some reason, but I think there's this ultimate power and uh, shift in your mind when you when you come to terms with the fact that you actually have a lot of power in your hands and in your day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. You just have to believe that is the case, and then things will start to flow in that direction. For sure. I just think so many people kind of like, you know, start to say, oh, you know, everything happens for a reason, which I'm kind of iffy on that belief as well, uh, just because I'm curious what your thoughts are um, on that, just because I think when you start to believe everything just happens, um, kind of ebbs and flows, I think some people also start to let things happen as is and say, well, I didn't have any control over it. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe again, if they're late to something, well, could you have you know, gone up five minutes earlier or, you know, um, you know, left earlier, whatever that may be. I just think some people don't see just the trickling effect of their actual decision, whether mm-hmm. it was subconscious or conscious or not. I, I, this is how I feel about everything happens for a reason. You're at the top of a mountain, you push a ball. And of course that ball is going to hit the bottom of the mountain and maybe hit something. Mm-hmm. Right. But you had to push it. Mm hmm. And that's the only way it was going to happen. Yeah. You know, so if you're thinking like at my, like, oh, I got my degree and da 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 and someone's going to knock at my door. Mm-hmm. No one's going to knock at your door unless you're on LinkedIn, unless <laughs> you're preaching to the choir, whatever. People are seeking you out. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to get that knock on the door and you're going to be like, oh, what a coincidence. No, it wasn't a coincidence. Mm-hmm. You put yourself out there mm-hmm. and you made something happen. And obviously it wasn't directly, but it happened because you made something happen that someone found you know Mm -hmm. what i mean Mm -hmm. so um it's like building your own luck and and creating your own opportunities exactly Mm -hmm. you're building your own luck you're creating your own opportunities and luck is a really really weird word too Mm -hmm. because i'm lucky you're interviewing me Mm -hmm. 
and I'm lucky I get to sit with someone and we get to talk about this stuff, but this wasn't luck. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You had to do your research. I had to do my research. We had, you know, all this just didn't pop here. Yeah. You know, so I think that that is also people being lazy. Mm-hmm. When you say, oh, this is luck or it will meant to be or it's meant to, like that's all like I don't want to try. Mm. So this is my my way to say it to mm-hmm. you is like it's going to happen for me. <laughs> I just want to sit home and not really try. Yeah. You know, and also it goes back to once again, your friend, your social system and mm-hmm. your friends and who's around you, because you're going to want to go out and be driven if you know you have a support system. Mm-hmm. When you don't have a support system, you feel like a failure. You feel like you're not good enough. You have all these like weighted things against you and it's because you don't feel supported. Mm-hmm. You're not supported. So you feel like it is gonna be luck if I you know, get this or whatever because everyone around you is like not rooting for you. Mm-hmm. So you might have to like cut those people mm-hmm. because they're not gonna be helping you get anywhere yeah and where you are at this moment is because of your friends it's because of your family yeah and it's because of everyone that's in your life is deciding for you where you're gonna be Mm -hmm. it's unfortunate it really is unfortunate yeah but that's how it is it really is just about the energy we're surrounded by and then the energy we're giving out into this world too that's why i feel like we have a very similar mentality especially Mm -hmm. when you said in the beginning just about energy being able to read someone uh, based off just the energy they're giving off um even if they're not saying anything right i think you're just especially as we grow older we're able to read that off of people very Mm -hmm. easily and i think it's so important to be mindful of that because when you're around that often and it's not good energy for you it's going to drag you down and pull you in another direction oh yeah i mean if you're gonna put your hand over a flame (laughs) at one point it's going to burn through your skin yeah and if you keep having flames around you that keep burning you and you don't even realize it, you're like oh it's kind of (laughs) warm it feels warm but then you're like, oh, yeah, you are like going for it. You mm-hmm. know, like that's people, you know, you you don't realize it until it's too late. Yeah. Two final questions. Uh, the first one is kind of your daily habits. Mm-hmm. Um, curious if you have top two to three habits <laughs> that you do each day that you would also recommend for young women who are mm-hmm. just starting out, whether they're in college right now, graduating college, but tools that you feel like really have helped you, you know, accelerate in your life right now? Um, my, one of my really, really important habits is to journal. Okay. Um, and it sounds so cliche, Mm -hmm. but I think mind dumping is really important. Oh yeah. Uh, not only in the morning, but at night, I'm really about my night routine Mm -hmm. and not just like my skin, Mm -hmm. but who I am. Mm -hmm. Like I like to mind dump so I can sleep better. And then also it's so, so important for you to go to sleep with good thoughts in your head because the moment you wake up is how you're going to feel from what you dreamed, mm-hmm. what you did the night before. I mean, think about it. If you got in a fight with your boyfriend mm-hmm. or your friend the night before, you wake up kind of shitty. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you're like, oh, I don't want to conquer the day because we're in a fight. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the same way as if you're watching something bad on TV, if you're listening to something that gives you like, not good motivation and all that stuff anything that you're like dumping into your brain at night like I don't even watch scary movies Mm -hmm. because I don't want that terror yeah in my thought process Mm. so I really feel like it starts with your night routine Mm -hmm. that 
eventually in the morning makes you great. Yeah. So I always try to listen to a podcast or read a book that's great or mm -hmm. watch something funny. Anything that makes me like so excited to conquer the day mm -hmm. and wake up early. That's that's a huge routine for me. Mm -hmm. um, the third one. Hmm. Just I, I mean, I'll, I randomly do this and I think it's really, really good to do this. Mm -hmm. I will randomly text all my friends and say you're amazing mm -hmm. or like you're a great person yeah. or I really appreciate you or I just love who you are. That speaks volumes mm -hmm. to people, especially when they don't expect it. Yeah. Like it's not on their birthday. It's not on Thanksgiving. You know, it's yeah. just you're thankful for them mm -hmm. and you love them because we don't we don't hear that enough. You don't in our day to day lives. So I like to do that. Like, I'll just, like, have this ball of energy, yeah. and I'm like, I just <laughs> want to give it to everyone that's around me. So, yeah, I yeah. do that as well. Okay, final question, mm -hmm. and it's something I ask every guest on the show. But I feel like you've experienced a lot in your life. You've grown a lot through your own obstacles, your career path, and so forth. But out of all of that, mm -hmm. what really ultimately fulfills you in life? Um... I can't say work, even though I, I'm a workhorse. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, like, I don't know how to balance that mm -hmm. um, because I love it so much. Yeah. But I think right now what fulfills me is my dog, to be honest. <laughs> I love that. Like, I wake up just so excited to see her and be with her. And I love her so much. And I really can't wait to be a mom, mm. you know, because mm -hmm. when I see how much I want to do for her, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, my gosh, if this was my child, mm -hmm. well, which she is. Mm -hmm. But right now, that's like the most important thing to me. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I, I just I love seeing how I, I am more and more motherly and yeah. empathetic. And I think ever since I got a dog. I feel like that's translated a lot in my my relationships mm -hmm. is like I'm more of a caretaker. Mm -hmm. I'm more like wanting to do that kind of thing. I've always been like that, like been a caretaker. But mm -hmm. even more now, she's really she's taught me more than I've taught her, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's always about the well, in your case, it's your dog. But just in general, I look at it as a relationship standpoint. Mm -hmm. Right. It's always the most meaningful relationships to us that connect and fulfill us internally. Yeah. So yeah. I really, I really love your answer. Um, but where you. can everyone find you mm. share your agency where they can find you personally on Instagram, all the socials. Um, you can find the agency at vamped V A M P P E D. That's also on the website, vamped.com. Um, you can find me personally at Linz Hepner. That's L I N Z and then Hepner H E P P N E R. And then the podcast is revamped podcast on Instagram and then revamped TV on YouTube. Awesome. Yeah. And I will link that all in the show notes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That was wonderful. <laughs> Thanks. And that was all for today's episode with Lindsay Hepner, founder and CEO of Vamped. I hope you enjoyed her badass energy and had some takeaways from this because I certainly had some myself. And as always, if you did have something you enjoyed, please be sure to let us know on the latest Instagram post featuring Lindsay on the podcast Instagram at what fulfills you pod and even better 
I would absolutely be so grateful if you could just take a quick 30 seconds to go rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Again, I appreciate you all so much for tuning in and I will chat with you all next time. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.